The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. I'm just about that action, boss. Two of the NFL did not disappoint, and we are here to break it all down. It is the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Ryan McIntyre. I am Rod Gomez, And Ryan, boy, let me tell you, last week, or this last week, I suppose, it's not even over yet, uh, was probably one of the more, I don't know, seat uh, forward of the seat having us in, in, in recent memory. I, I can't even find words to describe it. That's how crazy week two was, right? Just like everybody thought, leading the NFL through two weeks in passing, Tua, followed by Carson Wentz, followed by Joe Flacco. Oh, my God, Joe Flacco. <laughs> the ghost of Joe Flacco. I, You know, when we when we go and break down these games, Ryan, we're going to definitely talk about this. But, I mean, look, I, all of you futures betters out there who had Tua, because I know there was a lot of you, and we, and we poo-pooed him last week. Uh, but he's he's here to prove that he's actually a legit contender this season. So buckle up, Ryan. It's going to be a crazy, crazy rest of the season, I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, this It's nuts. I mean, it seems like every team's 1-1 one one right now other than a couple uh, selective teams that are 2-0, and, oh, and then you have your 0-2s. But, I mean, it's it's just amazing on a week-to-week base that how evenly these teams are outside of a couple teams like the Chiefs and Bills. These teams are every every game seems like it comes down to the wire. And we talked a lot about last week how this was the or the last week it was the week of the favorites, right? There weren't a whole lot of underdogs that won. This week it was like underdog central. So if you were a dog better, if you're somebody that loves betting the plus odds, uh, you had a field day today and I saw a few tickets out there that had some pretty crazy parlays going on. That uh, that cashed out one in particular that had the Jets to do a lot of big things and well as we'll talk about later they did a lot of big things and they made a lot of people happy uh, betting the dogs on that. Yeah, no uh, Jets rally from thirteen down with a minute left. It was the first time that's happened since two thousand one, and of course the Cleveland Browns were the team that blew the thirteen point lead then. So shout out to Cleveland, they got the two uh, biggest collapses in NFL history in the last minute over the last 20 years. Well, I mean, look, like I said, this was the 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 week of the underdogs, but it did not start on Thursday night. No sir, it was the Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Chargers. Look, Kansas City obviously for good enough reasons were the favorites in this one and they hung on to win, but they did not cover Ryan. This was a lot closer than Chiefs fans would have ever wanted it to be. Well, yeah, and if you're a Chargers fan, you're walking away thinking you should have won the game. When Samuel picks off Mahomes, you're up 10. It gets reversed. Next thing you know, the Chiefs return a 99-yard uh, interception to the house. And then Herbert basically breaks some ribs, and then he, he it looks like he can't even run yet. And then he somehow converts to fourth downs, and they cover. So it was a roller coaster if you had the Chargers plus four. You know, here's what's crazy, too. You saw Herbert grab those ribs, right? You saw him in pain, wincing and hurting, and then just on corks that deep ball. And you're thinking, where on God's green earth did the strength come from to do that? So props to Herbert, man, for sticking that out. I, I hit my toe. I, I don't want to move. Like, this dude's, like, playing with a partially torn rib muscle, and he's uncorking 50-yard passes. I, that game is for the young. More uh, Brandon Staley, uh, clock woes, clock management, time management. Uh, I, I don't know why he went for it other than maybe he had uh, the Chargers plus four, his own team, but uh, he probably should have kicked the field goal looking back on it. But, hey, I, I guess it worked out in the end. Uh, well, I mean, you tell me. When they're walking <laughs> away with a win at home, it definitely uh, definitely did. So, all right. So, with let's see. with The, the cover did not happen for the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, the, the Kansas City money line hit. 
Uh, but we also did not get, uh, look, well, actually it did. We got over, right? Over the 50 and a half if you got it, or under 53, depending on where you got it. So uh, mm-hmm. it was sort of that off-scoring game where you expected it to be a lot higher. Turns out it wasn't necessarily all that high. Correct. And uh, the unders currently in prime time so far, 5-0 and this season. Interesting. You know, and that's that's the thing where there's some pretty high-level games going on on primetime. And, and, yeah, the overs are always sexy with names like Chargers and Kansas City. But Thursday night games still reign supreme, right? I mean, it doesn't matter who you put out there. It's sometimes not always the highest-scoring game of the week. Yeah, especially with the quick turnarounds. And uh, these teams are a little banged up sometimes going into these Thursday night games as well. So I think that's why the trend favors the under in these Thursday night games. Speaking of overs and unders, let's move to Sunday at the start of Sunday. A game that you did not expect to be a gigantic shootout, but turned out to be the highest scoring game of the weekend. And the Miami Dolphins, the highest scoring team of the weekend so far. Uh, Miami 42, Baltimore 38 at home. Ryan, obviously Miami coming in as underdogs. They cover. It didn't even matter what the spread was because they definitely covered, but it was three and a half if you were paying attention. Uh, and, and yeah, Miami on the money line. How about them Dolphins? Tua Mania is in effect, and uh, the Dolphins are thinking Super Bowl now. Uh, it might be a little far-fetched, but anyway, uh, for, for Baltimore, I mean, Lamar over 400 yards and you still lose. So, you know, I thought that defense got healthy with getting all these guys back, but, I mean, there were breakdowns left and right in that game. I mean, Tyreek Hill, how do you lose that guy? I mean, he should be the top guy uh, on your scouting report. And he, and there's nobody within 20 yards of him back-to-back times in the fourth quarter. They got lulled to sleep after last week. They thought, ah, oh, Tua's not going not gonna to use Tyreek. Tyreek's non-factor, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? He burned you for two touchdowns and took Miami to a 2-0 record. I mean, I didn't give these guys much of a chance to start the season. I think this might be a growing theme uh, where we may just, I may have to just barbecue up my crow every single week because I'm about to eat a lot of it this year if Miami continues to do big things. And, yeah, I mean, three-and-a-half-point underdogs, they came in and uh, and won by three. So, I mean, not that it mattered one way or the next, but, you know, for Baltimore, you got to be kind of concerned if you're getting torched by Miami. Yeah. No, and uh, Baltimore's got to fix that secondary. I, they, uh, I mean, you can't give up almost 500 yards and six touchdowns to Tua and blow a 21-point lead. I thought the game was over when Lamar broke that 80-yard run. I said, well, this one's – I had Baltimore minus three and a half, and I was ready to check it off. And then all of a sudden I look up and go, oh, this game isn't over quite yet. And, uh, yeah, crazy game in Baltimore to start the week. Yeah, and my fantasy lineup was amazing. Scott Fishbowl League where you get tons of points for quarterbacks like – he hardly uh, uh, Lamar hardly missed a pass. He ran for yards. He ran for touchdowns. He threw for touchdowns, like fifty some odd points by the end of the day for for Lamar. There, that was amazing. But yeah, I mean, look, going forward, we we can't we can't overlook Miami anymore. They've asserted themselves now two weeks in a row as one of the more dominant teams to watch as we go forward. So, as we take a look ahead, Ryan, we just can't we can't dismiss them anymore. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to their Sunday matchup with Buffalo. Uh, we're recording before the Monday night games tonight for everybody listening. So, uh, obviously, we don't know if Buffalo is going to be 2-0 and or 1-1 and headed into that game. Probably 2-0 and with the way Buffalo's look so far. But an early uh, AFC East tilt uh, brewing in South Beach on Sunday between the Bills and Dolphins. It's going to be a good one. We're going to have to see how, how uh, Miami holds up against them. Uh, let's talk about the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Holy cow, Joe Flacco once again digging himself up out of the dust to beat the Cleveland Browns 31-30 to in the process. The Jets cover their six-point underdog spread. That was a huge spread, and I, I think we kind of gave Cleveland the benefit of it out there, but... Oh, Cleveland, finding a way to be the Browns once more and definitely uh, losing this game in in true Cleveland fashion, even without Baker Mayfield. You know, it would have been too good to be true for Cleveland to start 2-0 for the first time in forever. So, no, gut-wrenching loss for Cleveland. Um, I guess it kind of evens out because they won on dramatic fashion against Carolina in week one against Baker. And then they painted the little uh, new logo. I don't know what that was. I'm trying to figure that out. So, uh, 
but no, uh, Flacco leads leads the team back. It's crazy because Chubb, all Chubb's got to do is fall down once he gets the first down. Instead, he scores a touchdown. They miss the extra point. There's still only a minute 30 left. You're up 13. You think you got the game one. They score, they get the onside kick, and they score again. And chaos, chaos in Cleveland. Look, I know gut instinct is to score a touchdown every time you're close. But by the same token, I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, got to know game situation. Maybe, maybe he was just trying to make the over that much more clear. Uh, the over-under on this one was 38 and a half. 31 to 30, they killed that uh, over. So if you bet the over on this game, you were probably a much happier person than, than most people would have given him credit for because I don't know if anybody would have had the Jets and the Cleveland Browns scoring 61 points on the day. No, I'm, I'm with you, but... uh. On a positive note for the Jets, they got a lot of young, good pieces here with Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Brees Hall. They got some pieces to work with going forward in the future. They just need Wilson back uh, healthy. Yeah, and so I alluded to it earlier, and I'm not sure if that was offline or online, but the, the Jets ticket that I saw had Garrett Wilson scoring two touchdowns, the Jets money line, and one other piece to it. And it was a nice little parlay that came out to like plus 21 or 21,000 something or other so. It was a good payday for the person that bet that parlay. So uh, props to you, Matt, if you're listening. That was a good parlay because that was a lot on the Jets, and they came through for you. J-E-T-S, baby. <laughs> uh, Flacco's got these guys believing. And Zach, they're like, Zach who? Uh, I don't even remember this guy. <laughs> Ugh, interesting. Uh, all right, let's continue to break down the games, but let's step away for just a quick second to pay a few bills. And let me ask you, my friends, are you thinking of joining WinBet? If you are, now is the perfect time because customers who bet a $100 bet get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day. You can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature that you can do all of what I just said. Throw some money on Garrett Wilson to score a couple of TDs. Throw some for Flacco to actually play like he knows how to play. It's all there in WinBet. Just click on the game you like. Select Build Your Own Bet. Start building your monster parlay. There's so much to choose from. All you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and state where the playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 you watch football? I know you do. You got a knee and you need to watch it on Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. You get over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite show with the cloud-based DVR included. Plus, no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel it anytime right now. You can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. You wonder to yourself, where am I getting all of these odds from? How am I pulling up all these numbers? I must have about 15 tabs open on my computer right now. I do not. I have got one tab open. Well, other than all the other tabs that I've got open. But the one that I'm needing for this show, and that is oddstrader.com. I'm pulling all of the odds from last week for future weeks, all from it. Because not only can I do that, but I can compare odds from all the major sports books. Plus, I can also figure out which signup codes and promos work best for me right from this app. It also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports. You want game day weather? They got it. It's going to make you the most informed, better in the entire world. Plus, it's got a bet tracker, so you can keep track of all of the bets that you place on a weekly basis. You want handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, and bet tracking? It's all right there. Find yourself now going to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, it's the number one site for all of your game day bets. Scrolling down on oddstrader.com, we find that the next game listed is the Washington Commanders taking on the don't look now, but hard knocks has got us rolling. Detroit Lions. Detroit came in as the underdogs in this one, and rightfully so, as we haven't yet to see anything from these guys all season long. But guess what? We saw something from them, and they actually ended up winning 36 to 27 over what you gotta consider now is just the hapless Washington Commanders team. 
they were only one point underdogs were the Lions, believe it or not. So they blew this spread open. And Ryan, are we buying the Lions now? I, I'm buying the Lions, I think, right now. I, I think they're really good offensively. I mean, they were down three offensive linemen and still were able to run the ball effectively throughout the game with Swift and Williams. And then uh, everybody knows Ross St. Brown. He's he's electric. I mean, um, I mean, golf, Jared Goff finishes the day 250 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, and the rookie Aiden Hutchinson on the defensive side with three sacks. Do you think that Jared Goff is tired of us telling him that he's not a good quarterback? <laughs> Probably if he listens to uh, the SGPN channel of uh, Jared's, uh, Jared Goff sucks island, but uh, he did not suck yesterday. And uh, they lit up that, that uh, Washington defense from start to finish. So we're going to talk about them coming forward in the future, but how much are we believing that Detroit is going to be a, at least maybe not to win outright, maybe not on money lines, but depending on what these spreads are now until the future. I mean, like I said, it was only one point spread against the commanders, but really it was the commanders. So you couldn't really give too many more points <laughs> on that, but you know, given a five or, or maybe a six point spread in the future, are we, are we chasing after those or what? I think so, because this is back to back weeks. They've looked impressive offensively and, especially when they're at home, they, they've scored over 35 three straight times now dating back to last season. So this this isn't a full uh, gold offense anymore. I, this, these guys are for real offensively. Yeah, and, and again, it's just going to be very interesting to see what happens. DeAndre Swift just absolutely running away with everything. And yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown doing Amon Ross St. Brown things. You give him another couple more weeks of, of comfort level being the way the, the receiver that he is now. Yeah, I would say look out for the Lions, but I mean, look, come on. <laughs> Who are we kidding? <laughs> they still are the Lions. Now, they also will get back the rookie from Alabama here in a couple of weeks, Jamison Williams, which will be another element to their passing game that's already pretty good through the first couple of weeks. Yeah, again, I guess look out for the Lions, I say, with just absolute utter disdain. Uh, we'll see. Huh. Well, another team to look out for, Ryan. Look out for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are a up-and-coming team. Uh, and if I would have told you that one team was going to pitch a shutout this week, would it? Would your guess have been the Jacksonville Jaguars? No, I might have guessed the Colts uh, pitching the shutout on the other end. But uh, no, shout-out to the first-place Jacksonville Jaguars that won and won in the AFC South, which is shaping up to be by far the worst division. Uh, Trevor Lawrence arguably played his best game of his career yesterday, 25 of 30 for two touchdowns. How old does Matt Ryan look in Indy right now? It's so sad. I mean, you know that he's not as old as he is, but boy, it just looks like a quarterback that has seen some stuff, man. And you just know that he's been through it. He doesn't look like he's, he's ready to play anymore. Like, I think this is it for him. I a hundred percent agree. And, uh, Jim Irsay cannot blame Carson Wentz for this Jacksonville loss this time around. <laughs> you know, he cannot. <laughs> uh, well, so anyways, Jacksonville comes in three-point underdogs. Obviously, they covered this spread and then some. They covered a few other teams' spread in the process as well. Uh, Indianapolis did not score a single point. Jacksonville does improve to 1-1. One and one. Indianapolis uh, goes to 0-1-1. One and one. Over-under on this one was 43-and-a-half, and Indy did nothing to help that out. So 24 points was the point total in this. Your under definitely hit, which I'm sure a lot of people were on the under anyways. But, yeah, I mean, look. So Jacksonville is is confounding for a couple of reasons. And one, I want to go on record. I don't tout very often, but when I knew that James Robinson was a special man. And if you go back through any of the podcasts that I've ever been on, all I've ever said when somebody brought up with Travis Etienne, I would, my first response was, but what about James Robinson? So James Robinson, thank you for continuing to make me look like I actually know what I'm talking about because that man is going to do good things with this team with or without Etienne nipping at his heels. Yeah, no, they, they got a good young core, and it's amazing what happens when you can get a veteran coach in there that can bring a little bit of a professional competitive effort, and all of a sudden they're right, right in the thick of things in that division. And uh, I'll tout as well, I, I gave out the Jags as uh, plus four and a half as my lock of the week on the early morning game preview that I do with J-Mark every uh, 
Wednesday evening into Thursday morning. So check us out uh, this upcoming week. I love it. See, this is why you listen to this network, because we give you takes that, uh, you know, some people don't agree with all the time. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of takes, the biggest take of the weekend, I think, was everybody uh, using the narrative that Tampa cannot beat New Orleans. And look, I mean, it looked true for a very long time. A couple of things broke Tampa's way. They end up winning 20-10 to 10 over the New Orleans Saints at home. Uh, Tampa came in as, well, they actually did still come in as the favorites in this one. Uh, but again, it was a, one of the, the narratives that Tampa and, and Tom Brady just cannot beat the Saints, uh, and which is why the spread was so thin. It was minus two, or, or you could find the Saints at plus three in some spots. But yeah, I mean, this is Tampa. And, and you know that Brady's on his way to try to, to win another Super Bowl, and nothing less is, is good enough for him. So his team had to step up around him. They did this time, finally, to beat the Saints. And you said things broke Tampa's way. The thing that broke Tampa's way that sparked it was Tom Brady instigating a bra uh, WWE brawl. So uh, we had a little Royal Rumble action going on uh, at midfield with uh, Mike Evans, Marcus Lattimore, and Leonard Fournette, and then as soon as there's a little scuffle, Brady pulls the Olay and he gets out of there. <laughs> I love it because you're right. It's just like WWE when the person starts the fight and then ducks out of the ring and lets everybody else go at it. That's that's my type of fight right there. I'm like, hey, you, I hate you, and then run away while everybody else fights around me. That's that's my style of fighting right there. So I, I, <laughs> I applaud Tom Brady for keeping his 40-year-old uh, figure intact. He's a genius. He had to do something because it, it had been almost seven straight quarters that New Orleans had shut out Tom Brady in that offense dating back to last year. So he instigated a fight, got the team going, got got Marcus Lattimore out of the game. I mean, that's one way to get Lattimore out of the game, get him ejected. Um, and then from there, Tampa, Jameis Winston's banged up with the with his back right now, and he, he was a turnover machine Sunday. Yeah, and, and you're right, too, but unfortunately it lost him one of his, I mean, he, it's like he was playing chess where he gave up his his rook or his knight or how whatever whatever Mike Evans would have been on the board to take out somebody else's uh, pretty powerful piece as well. So, yeah, you got to hand it to, to Tom Brady. He certainly does know how to play chess when everybody else is playing tiddlywinks. So, um, <laughs> the under on this one's safe as well. 43.5 was the over-under. This came nowhere near that, so if you bet the under on this game as well, you're a happy better. Um, all right, speaking of unders, the Carolina Panthers, their woes continue as they lose to the New York Giants 20, or I'm sorry, 19 to 16. I'm looking at the Giants at 2-0 and and reading 20, uh, but they are 2-0 and now. I, again, in a world full of ridiculousness, the New York Giants start out 2-0 and as they beat Carolina 19 to 16. In this, the Giants found themselves as one-point underdogs basically a pick them against Carolina. They obviously hold up their end of the bargain on the spread. So, I mean, Ryan, are the Giants good? Yeah, Kramer thinks they are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to uh, Ryan Kramer, a diehard Giants fan over at the uh, main, main station, SGPN. But uh, if you have Matt Rule as the first coach to get fired this year, you're feeling pretty good about that because, I mean, Carolina, they – they couldn't ask for an easier schedule to start with Cleveland and New York, and they go 0-2. Baker looked awful, 14-29 for 140. That's not going to get it done. And for some reason, they don't give the ball to McCaffrey more. He only gets 15 touches for 100 yards. I mean, he's got to get at least 25 touches for that team to have a chance. Yeah, and, and so to be honest with you, when you look at this team, you knew Baker Mayfield was not going to be the answer. Like, I mean, I, I don't know who actually did think – Baker was going to be the answer. So for me, now you wonder what what they what are they going to do? Because Sam Darnold is not the answer either. So you've just spent two of your whatever infinite roster moves on two quarterbacks that are not going to work for you. You have been hurting a quarterback since Cam Newton was the Cam Newton of old. So now what? Mm -hmm. You know, Christian McCaffrey cannot be the only offensive weapon on that team. So I'm scared if I'm the Panthers going forward in this one, and I'm a little hopeful if I'm the Giants because you're not the most world-beating team out there, but you're beating teams, and that's really all that matters at the end of the day. It, you're in, You're absolutely right, and it gets better for the Giants. They have Dallas at home on Monday Night Football. 
against Cooper Rush, and then they get the Bears. So a potential opportunity to start 4-0, not to get ahead of ourselves, but, I mean, they're going to be favored in these next two games if they keep beating the teams that they're supposed to be. Yeah. And and we're in for like I said a lot of of good games out of, of both well the Giants f- for sure but Carolina they're going to get beat and we're just going to see which teams beat them <laughs> I think is what it all said and done <laughs> all right let's move on to the final game of the morning where New England held on in Pittsburgh to beat the Steelers and Mitch Trubisky uh, they were two and a half point favorites if you could find them three point favorites in most places uh, but they actually pushed. This as the they only didn't you know they only beat him by three points in the end seventeen to fourteen, obviously the under was intact here and the uh, the New England Patriots hit on the money line so look I, I, this is not an easy win for the Patriots and it definitely was not the prettiest of wins so most of my pre game or preseason picks for the Patriots don't look like they're going to be all that great. I, I feel like I'm going to question these Patriots more weeks than I'm going to actually think they're going to win. You know, I kept seeing the graphic that the last time the Patriots and Steelers had played each other was 1998 without Tom Brady and Big Ben. It looked like a game from 1998 that was being played in 2022. That was ugly, but you know what? I think that's the way these Patriots got to win. Yeah, because they don't have the flash. Like, I mean, Aguilar... No. Aguilar had that beautiful touchdown catch, which every, you know, obviously hit the highlight reels, but that was about it that you could really hang your hat on. Everything else was sort of, like you said, a pedestrian attempt at a, at a football game from 1998. Yeah. Their playbook looks like it's from 1968 with the way that uh, Patricia's calling this uh, offense. They're so limited offensively. They can't win any one-on-one battles on the outside. Um, they run the they ran the ball well at the end when they needed to with Harris and Stevenson. I like that. Their offensive line's good, but in their defense, but the lack of playmakers and then lack of creativity from Patricia, this this offense is really limited. And I feel bad for Mac Jones. Everybody's killing him. I'm like, nobody's open. Now. Well, let's talk about lack of playmakers and lack of playmaking ability on the Steelers, too. Mitch Trubisky, yes. 168 yards. Najee Harris, not even 50 yards on the ground. So they got to get a little more creative with this offense if they want to get it moving. Both these teams are like mirror images of one another. It's, I mean, this was like the most predictable, like 17-14 under, take the under game, and it, it didn't disappoint from that standpoint. But you're right, they got to they gotta get Najee the ball. I mean, he, he makes stuff happen when he gets the ball. Um, but yeah, no, Pittsburgh, they may be making the move to Kenny Pickett here soon, the rookie. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be something else. We're we're about to see something happen. I, I know that the she, the tree's got to be shook, and and Pittsburgh's a place that shakes their tree. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. Speaking of that, the L.A. Rams were a disappointed losing effort two weeks ago. Turn around and almost find themselves on the losing end of an Atlanta comeback, but they hung on to win thirty-one to twenty-seven. In the process, though, definitely Atlanta covered the spread. Because it was about 10 points, depending on where you were at, 10 and a half. I saw as high as 14 points, but that spread was good and covered. But yeah, Atlanta scaring the Rams, uh, to be honest with you, trying to make them feel like they were going to get come back on again. And we touched on this last week, Rod. We're labeling this Falcons team as a potential covering machine this year. If they're catching these big double-digit spreads week in and week out, uh, they're feisty. They're gritty. I mean... Uh, Mariota, he's, he's playing all right. He's getting the ball to London. I don't, I don't know what's up with Kyle Pitts. I'm trying to figure out why he's not getting more targets, but, uh, yeah, no, if they keep giving these Falcons big numbers, I I think we got to keep back in this team. I mean, my love for Mariota runs deep, even though the numbers aren't there. What 17 to 26, 196, two touchdowns, two interceptions, nothing gigantic. Uh, Cordero Patterson for you folks out there with him on your fantasy teams, 10 for 41 rushing. So, you know, not the greatest of days, but Drake London turning heads, 12 targets, eight catches, 86 yards, uh, and a touchdown. So a good day from him. Kyle Pitts missing in action. Not a lot of people are, are seeing Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. two of three for 19. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a covering team, maybe not a winning team, but definitely a covering team if they keep getting double digits. They're the Falcons. They can't win, you know. It's, you got They got to tease you and keep bringing you back. So yeah, no, right. As of right now, they're they're covering. They win the cover. That's that's their win. 
We'll take that all day, every day. Speaking of covering, Seattle did not as they traveled to San Francisco. 27-7 the final there. Seahawks, eight-point underdogs, eight-and-a-half-point underdogs, depending on where you were getting it from. But the big news here is that Trey Lance season is over. We are now back to Jimmy G, smiling Jimmy G. Talked about it before we hit the mic. I'm, I'm a Niner fan. I'm not sad that, uh, that Jimmy G is back in the game. I am disappointed of the way it happened. I did not want Trey Lance to get injured, but all signs obviously point to him being out for the season. Now Jimmy G back in. The, the highest-paid backup quarterback in the league resumes his rightful place at the helm of San Francisco to the chagrin of anybody who is a Trey Lance fan. Ryans, what, what does this do to the San Francisco offense going forward and to how we approach betting? We know what we get in Jimmy, right? Jimmy G is back, and so are the hopes of the 49ers season. They, uh, I think they'll win the West, and I think they'll have a chance to get back to the Super Bowl. Um, just came up short last year, but it, you could see it's just a different life when Jimmy went in there yesterday. The crowd's going crazy. Uh, the sideline's going crazy. I hate that it happened the way it did with Trey Lance and wish him the best in his recovery, but this is Jimmy G's team. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it is. And and that's the thing, too. You watched how this offense kind of did jump to life after it happened. And look, Trey was moving the ball and, and was doing fine with it. And, and, you know, there was points where you thought, OK, this is good because obviously Seattle's defense is not the greatest anymore. Uh, this Legion of Boom mm -hmm. days are long behind it. So but yeah, again, going forward, this is we know what we get with Jimmy. Like we're not. This is not a shock to anybody that Jimmy takes us to the playoffs. The only knock is that you can't get a Super Bowl win. But Jimmy G makes this team a winning team, and it always has. So Jimmy G in a contract year. That's <laughs> just this is what we're we're at right now. Jimmy G in a contract year. Uh, I think we're about to see some fantastic things going forward at this. But what about Seattle, Ryan? Our, our, this is a far cry from the Seattle team we're used to seeing. Yeah, and it, it was a tough spot for Seattle coming off that emotional Super Bowl win over the Broncos on Monday night. The crowd was great in that twelfth man where they beat Russell Wilson. Gino statistically was all right, 24-30 for 200, but their offense is so limited. I, they got to they gotta rely on turnovers like they did against Denver where they get two fumbles on the one-yard line. I think this is a team that you want to back at home, but when they're away from the 12th man in that crowd, yeah, I, I'll, I'll fade them. Yeah, and, it, and they've got to shore up that running uh, defense as well. Jeff Wilson able to just gouge 18 for 84. Again, not a high total, but definitely looked good in flashes when he was running that ball. And then, of course, Debo Samuel taking off a couple of times. Brandon Ayuk doing good things. This team is scary going forward, I think, still. Absolutely, and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they dodged a bullet in terms of if it had not gone well with Trey Lance, at least now that Trey Lance is not, there's no controversy at all. Like Trey Lance isn't an option because he's not, he's not healthy. So it, the whole drama goes away now and it's say, hey, we're back to what we were last year. Jimmy G show, man. So I, he's back. Somebody else keeping receipts though. Jerry Jones, that man <laughs> after the game, he wanted to see everybody's final uh, final scores in the in that reporter's room as his Dallas Cowboys hold on at home to beat the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals 20 to 17 in the game with a backup quarterback, no less. <laughs> Mr. Cooper Rush coming in and, and beating Joe Burrow. Cowboys entered this as seven point underdogs win by three how about them cowboys ryan you got to give it to him i mean I, I love to bash the cowboys and make fun of jerry one plus one is three his famous quote recently how good is micah parsons nobody can block that guy he's he's an animal and for cincinnati back-to-back -back situations where you're a favorite by a touchdown and you lose outright so super bowl hangover is in effect for those bengals right now I will say that I fell victim to thinking that Cincinnati could not do this two weeks in a row. I figured that they would wake up. I figured last week was a wake-up call for them. They're a much better team than they showed last week, and they're going to do this against a team that's already struggling offensively themselves. But I was wrong because <laughs> Cincinnati came out flat again. Joe Burrow did not even collect 200 yards passing on the day. Joe Mixon, not even 60 yards rushing. <laughs> T. Higgins 
was the team's leading receiver, not not Jamar Chase. So again, this was not a, a the best effort for Cincinnati. And Dallas took advantage of that, covered the spread, and, and really, again, I don't know that we can overlook Dallas going forward, especially after the emotional boost you get from beating the AFC champions. Yeah, and for Cincinnati, they invested in their offensive line in the offseason. That was their big acquisition to keep Burrow healthy. They don't look like they've gotten any better on the offensive line. They still can't protect Burrow, uh, still have major offensive line issues. And I and I worry that Burrow's going to get hurt again, honestly, with how many hits he's been taking. Obviously, his rookie year, he tears his ACL. Then he gets hurt in the Super Bowl last year um, on that hit he took late. And so, I mean, they got to find a way to protect him. Yep. And really, to be honest with you, it's just a matter of of can can he figure it out? <laughs> because this is the most adversity he's faced since you know winning the, the AFC Championship. So he was on the highest of highs smoking that cigar. Now he's got to pick it back up from the lowest of lows. So we will definitely they see. Are the, they are the hunted, not the hunters anymore. So put a that target on your right back. on their back. Put a target on their back. That's it, you know? Uh, all right, let's continue to break down the slate. But first, let's step away for a second and ask you about your uh, advantage, your no-house advantage. It's changing the game. Do you know them? They're offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 in cash. Go download the app. Choose a contest, select your player props. You can earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and you get 20 times your entry. If you hit all of your picks, bet on up to five player props over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. Promoguide.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategy. You get daily updates on odds boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books, and they've got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I gotta say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they're some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but you'll get the best odds boosts and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you're missing out on insanely valuable tool and the best part of all is promo guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed better betting community go to promoguy.us check out their 100 track transparent and proven method for betting smarter so make sure you check out promoguy.us let's talk about sleeper i know that my app was open all day yesterday as i was keeping track of every single one of the hundreds of okay maybe not hundreds but a lot of them fantasy football leagues that I'm in. I know I use it for mine. Most of the SGPN on here, in fact, all of the SGPN on here have it for theirs. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-unders are integrated into fantasy. It's the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. So not only can you enter a contest via the over-under itself, but you can do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen, which I know you had open all day yesterday as well. Let's say Patrick Mahomes is your starting quarterback. Congratulations on your week three win. Not only did you think that you were going to win that fantasy matchup, but you were confident that Mahomes was going to go over his 250-yard passing line. So you entered right from your matchup screen. You pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times over 20 times the money that you put in. Why am I so excited about the over-under on Sleeper? It's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can all play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and more importantly, copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they've also got college football player props. So stop what you're doing right now. Download Sleeper. Play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends. And as always, make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group at Sleeper. Sleeper.com slash SGP. Sleeper's going to automatically match your first deposit up to $100 by using that promo code SGP. Again, go to Sleeper.com slash SGP. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Games did not stop. They continued to roll into the afternoon as we saw the Denver Broncos. Well, maybe you didn't see it. 
and you probably didn't want to see it because it was probably one of the more, uh, I guess, boring games of the of the slate. Denver Broncos beating the Houston Texans nineteen to, or I'm sorry, sixteen to nine. That's how boring it was that I fell asleep reading the uh, reading the final score. It was the hugest spread that we saw, plus ten points in some places for the Houston Texans, but they cover the spread in the process, even though this was a highly not entertaining game whatsoever, Ryan. Yeah, and disappointing home opener for sure for Russell and uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who's getting a lot of heat. I mean, at one point, the crowd, they had so many delayed games throughout the game that the crowd was chanting the countdown 5-4-3-2-1. Yeah, not not good, but you know what? We labeled the Falcons as a team we're going to back uh, getting these big numbers. I think we throw the Texans in there as well. They're gritty, well coached by Lovey Smith, and Davis Mills is feisty as well. So if they're going to keep giving us big numbers on Houston as well, I think we got to back them. And that's when we're looking at these big numbers, like a lot of them sometimes are warranted, but it's hard to beat a team in the NFL by double digits consistently. I mean, there's, there's every once in a while, yeah, you're going to get a, a giant spread that they're going to cover, and we're going to talk about one of those in a little bit, but. You know, a lot of these times, like Denver and Houston, Denver didn't win by much in Seattle. Or, I mean, they didn't win at all in Seattle. Seattle didn't win by much in Denver. You know, that was a very close game. So, yeah, I mean, to me, Houston's going to be one of those teams as well. They got to figure something else out, though, to be honest with you, because Davis Mills cannot not throw for a touchdown and them continue to win. Uh, Damian Pierce, a shining light in this one, 15 carries for 69 yards. But, you know, again... They can't rely on nine points to to win games, let alone cover too many of them. Yeah, and for Denver, I mean, it looked like the Teddy Bridgewater offense out there with Russell. Uh, it looked the same old as last year, limited offensively, not dynamic. Uh, they got to figure some things out because they got San Fran next week, and the schedule is going to get harder for Denver once they start playing their own division. Yeah, I, th- I don't think they're going to have any trouble, uh, San Francisco, that is, with Denver next week, meeting their old friend Russ from the days of, remember Mim from uh, Seattle? Yeah, they're, they're going to remember. They're going to have a full book on how to stop him, regardless of the offense that he's at uh, at, at any given day. So, um, all right, let's talk about Arizona Cardinals going to Las Vegas. And uh, again, we, we talk about surprise teams. All of a sudden, the Raiders find themselves 0-2. Uh, at the hands of Arizona, who, what a game, what a finish, what a way to to lose uh, Arizona 29-23, to covering their five-and-a-half-point spread, or five-point spread, depending on where you found them. But more importantly, all of a sudden, Las Vegas is looking up at a few AFC West teams that are starting to pull away from them already two weeks into the season. Yeah, uh, I thought... Arizona midway through the third I'm like man this is the worst team in football right now and as soon as I said that boom uh 29-3 run to end the game and uh tough tough loss for uh Vegas I mean this is gut-wrenching to think that you you're up 20 at half and you're rolling and and you're gonna get to one and one be back in the hunt now all of a sudden you're own two and you got to go on the road in week three so I mean they're staring oh and three uh right in the face they got to figure some things out because you don't want to go to 0-3, especially in that division. You bring in a guy like Devontae Adams, you think that you're going to pick up a couple of more wins than you do. But, yeah, I mean, they've really got to figure something out because if not, they're going to slide farther away from what I even gave them to in the pregame or in the preseason uh, win total. So I don't want to be wrong, Las Vegas. Make me right. Uh, <laughs> in this, the, <laughs> the over hits, if you were at 51.5, you pushed if you found it at 52 so, yeah, I mean, this was a, a pretty decent scoring game. And if you did bet the over, you barely squeaked by. <laughs> and uh, maybe they shouldn't let uh, Kyler Murray sit back there for 22.1 seconds uh, to find a receiver. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Well, what I haven't seen either is a guy run all the way clear back to his 50-yard line and then find his way into the end zone as well. I mean, it wasn't the 50. I know I'm over-exaggerating, but still, you know, Kyler Murray. close. Yeah, it was damn close. He was back at like the 22-yard line before he decided to put his foot in the ground and go forward and and get in the end zone. So, yeah, I mean, do what you do, with, but you got to stop Kyler on that one or else you're looking at overtime, and they did, and they lost. Yeah, he looked like he was playing Call of Duty out there with that with that play, <laughs> or or Madden, where you just take yourself back all the way to the, the where uh, Bo Jackson. Remember the 
the Tecmo Bowl where you take Bo Jackson and run him all the way back and then run <laughs> through the field again. Michael Vick, yep. Michael Vick and Bo Jackson, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, all right, speaking of neither one of those guys playing for either one of these teams, Sunday night wrapped up with Chicago taking on Green Bay. And it was not a very good game for the Chicago Bears. Green Bay walking away, and Aaron Jones, or Aaron Jones, well, Aaron Jones too, but Aaron Rodgers continues his ownership over the Chicago Bears, 27-10. to 10. Uh, Obviously, whatever the spread was on this case, it was a 10-point spread, and, and we talked about double-digit covers. This did not cover the double-digit cover. This obviously, in Green Bay, Chicago playing the way they have, had no chance. And my fellow uh, co-hosts on Thursdays, J. Mark's not going to like to hear this, but uh, death taxes Aaron Rodgers owning the Chicago Bears. He just does what he does. He dominates the Bears. I think what twenty three or twenty four and five now. Uh, not not much to it other than Rodgers was just Rodgers on Sunday night. I mean, nineteen to twenty five for two thirty five, two touchdowns. He was solid, and they got the running game going with Jones and Dylan. And played good defense, so that's that's the recipe for these Packers this year. And uh, looking forward to their date with Tampa Tom on Sunday. Aaron Jones, though, can we just talk about him for a second? He was a monster. Fifteen carries, one hundred thirty-two yards, and a touchdown. But that doesn't even tell the story. Like, you, yes, those are glaring numbers, yes. But boy, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones was just running for his life. He was bulldozing everybody. Didn't want to slow down for anything. And I, I think he just took. All of this news over the last offseason about him not being a factor anymore and, and A.J. Dillon being the guy, so, you know, go away from Aaron Jones. He just showed everybody, shut up. I mean, even I tweeted out, can you stop telling me that Aaron Jones is washed? Because it's not true. <laughs> and there's a lot of Packers haters out there, Aaron Rodgers haters. I hate to break it to them. They're not going anywhere. No, not even close. Uh, for this, though, Justin Fields, man, I feel bad. 70 yards seven completions, 11 attempts. Ryan, Chicago's not going to win very many games if they continue to do this to Justin Fields. No, and then they had the tough situation at the one-yard line where it looked like he was in, but they didn't say he was in and then couldn't tell on the review. Just a tough night for Chicago. Uh, I like Fields. I think he's got got some uh, some swag to him, and I think I, I think he could be the guy in Chicago going forward. They just uh, they got to give him some weapons. I mean, I still think they should have taken the Niners should have taken him over Trey Lance. But I mean, as we're seeing it play out, it's it's difficult for either one of these guys. And but let's face it though, that touchdown wouldn't have changed much of anything. I don't think it would have been a big momentum swing. But yeah, it definitely was tough that the breaks weren't even going their way. Yeah. No, the only thing it would have changed is maybe the potential of a backdoor cover. So, so the for that crowd it was important for them. But yeah, it was never in doubt that Green Bay was gonna win this game. Was it was it this I don't remember which game I was watching, if it was this game or another game where they were talking about, oh, yeah, it's very important that they score here to a certain set of of people that are watching this game. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was, that was a college game over the weekend. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and I was like, wait a second. Well, you're talking about <laughs> us. You're talking about the over-under betters. Yeah. Uh, crafty, crafty. The D the D the D-Gens. The D-Gens. Oh, you know what? I think it was the USC-Fresno State game, maybe. I don't know. Anyway. I, th I think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, all right. Speaking of games, we're going to take a look. Not ahead at week three. Anybody can look ahead at week three. We're going to take a look at early look at some week four lines when we come back from the break because we want you to start thinking way forward and get your butt set for week four so let's do that when we come back but before did you know that the best day of the week is actually monday and thursday and sunday well why because it's nfl season duh it's our favorite time of year and whether you're into fantasy leagues betting on your team or just talking highlights around the water cooler at work the nfl season just got a lot better thanks to elias game plan app it's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the nfl nba and mlb Look, I'm telling you right now, we use tons of stats when we talk to you about all of the bets that we're placing, and we need to go to the most trusted sports in sports betting, and that is the Elias Sports Bureau. It's the official statisticians of the U.S. Pro Sports Leagues, like the NFL. It's got information and insights provided on their renowned research team, which means they constantly give you information that's up-to-date and that you can trust. 
This app gives you league-validated team and player news stats. You get head-to-head team comparisons ahead of their matchups, along with Elias' key insights from the Elias statisticians, including injury impacts. So the Elias game plan is releasing new features all the time, like their chat function, which allows you to talk directly with other researchers. Like I said, we are constantly on the hunt for good stats to give you and to back up all of our bets. We don't want to just go by intuition. We want to go by strategy backed by numbers. And that is what the Elias Game Plan app gives us. So if we're giving it to you, you know it's backed by their expertise. So elevate your NFL season today and download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. And right now I got a special offer for you when you subscribe. You can get $15 off your annual or 15% off your annual subscription, but only if you use my promo code SGPN15. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today. Use the promo code SGPN15. Introducing RYP VIP. It's a brand new subscription service from Run Your Pool that helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Entry to our exclusive weeks one and week two pools with guaranteed $5,000 payouts, as well as our season long pool with a guaranteed $100,000 payoff. Get access to exclusive data to help you with your weekly game picks. You get premium content like in depth guides for how to dominate your pools and exclusive swag. Top line here is that if you're a serious sports fan, you go. Use that promo code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Get 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's code SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Well, like I said before the break, Ryan, anybody can give you a week three odds. That's that's child's play. We want you to think long-term. That's why we are in this business, because we want you to win money, not just next week, but the week after and the week after that. So there's some early lines that we're finding up here uh, as we cruise around oddstrader.com for week four. And as we've done in the past, and as we're going to continue to do, we're going to exploit some of these early lines that we think are set just a little bit uh, not right. And Ryan, I know we were talking about a little bit before we got the show going, but there's a couple of lines here that we're thinking to exploit early. And and it starts with one. I want one from you, Ryan. What, what are you looking at that's thinking that you're a little priced wrong? So I got three labeled. I'll start with this one that I really like, and it's a rivalry game. Uh, Washington-Dallas. Dallas is laying six in Jerry World. They don't get much of a home field advantage because it's kind of like a 50-50 game whenever uh, they play at home. But there's no way I'm laying six with Cooper Rush led, uh, led Dallas Cowboys in a rivalry game against Washington. I think this is mispriced. I think it'll close around a field goal uh, come October the 2nd, uh, week four. So you look back at what's happened in the in the past here, and uh, let's see. We talked about Dallas covering the spread, or Cincinnati covering, or Dallas covering the spread last week at plus seven. So, yeah, I mean, they're fully capable of doing this, and, and you got to figure that, uh, it's going to happen at some point. Past performance in this, Washington-Dallas, uh, last season, 14, 56-14. That was a blowout. But uh, it was 27-20, to 20, uh, Dallas against Washington. Dallas winning that one the year before that, 41-16. to 16. Kind of a history of, of craziness when it comes to this. But now, with Cooper Rush being the way he is, now we know Carson Wentz is at the helm of Washington. This game just has this feeling of, like, who knows how this is going to shake out, right? Yeah, and I, I'm a Washington fan, so I've uh, witnessed this hated rivalry for many years throughout my life. So, like you said, anything can go, and we like taking the dogs in these uh, divisional games because anything can happen, and these teams know each other so well, So, especially with the backup quarterback and rush. So Washington has the quarterback advantage. Uh, I think the coaching advantage as well with Rivera over McCarthy. And so I'll, I'll definitely take the points there, six. You got to think, too, they're a little pissed off that they just got beat by the Detroit Lions. So there's a yes. lot to prove on this Washington squad, right? And Dallas will be coming off a short week because they play on Monday night in New York this week. So another another, another spot, tricky spot for Dallas there. So I, Dak will not be back either. He won't be back, I don't think, till like week six. Yeah, he's got a while. He's got a definite while to come back. And that is a Sunday morning game, too. So uh, right out of the jump, they get to, to play each other. This isn't even an afternoon game. But, yeah, I, I like that one as well. That's a good early jump on it. 
Um, I'm going to turn my attention. I think you've got this one as well. We're talking about Houston covering, right? Well, they're taking on the Chargers, and they are eight-point underdogs are the Houston Texans, and they are scrappy. Now, this is the Chargers, and this is a team that can come out and blow the doors off of you in a heartbeat. But you look back at what's happened in the last few uh, times. Let's see. Uh, the Chargers took on the uh, the Texans, and it was 29 to 41, the Chargers actually lost that game the last time they met in 2021. And then Houston actually beat the Chargers as well, 27 to 20 in 2019. So don't look now, but Houston won the last two meetings against the Chargers. And granted, I don't think that's going to happen again, but a cover is well within their their grasp, I think. And you touch on that 41-29 game. That was the game that sparked LA missing the playoffs. That kind of spiraled their season down the stretch. Um Houston kind of has their number. Like you said, they've won the last couple of meetings, including that 41-29 game. And uh, eight, eight and a half points is a lot of points to uh, to lay when on, on the road. So I, I definitely like taking the home team in this one. Yeah, and they were 13-point underdogs, mind you, in that 2021 game as well. So they, they more than covered that spread, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, you cannot count these Houston Texans out with big spreads. It's just, I don't know, death taxes and not counting them out on big spreads. Absolutely. Uh, all right, hit us with one more that you got there, Ryan. You know what? I'm going to go with uh, the new the new hot team, uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, they're only laying one against the Seattle Seahawks. This game's going to be in Detroit. I don't think that the Seahawks are better than them. I think this number should be closer to three because I think these are closer to evenly matched teams, so give the home field advantage to Detroit. Um, and I think it'll close around a field goal, so I think we're getting a couple points of value here. So you're going to take Seattle plus the one? No, no, no. I'm taking Detroit. I'm Got laying it. the one. Got it. You're yeah. going to lay the one. Got it. That makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think it'll close around three and a half, four points because I think Detroit's going to start getting some more respect in the market. Seattle's a mess. I honestly yeah. believe that Seattle's a mess. And the, and the way Detroit played last week and, and of course, wh- how they're going to play this coming week in week three is going to go a long way into into deciding that. But, I, again, I think Seattle's a mess, and I don't know that their situation's going to improve with a, another week uh, of, of a game under their belt. And I think Detroit has nothing but momentum going into this Seattle team. And, and you're right, I think it's going to be more than a, a one-point game. So, obviously, I, I'll lay that as well because, I mean, look, it's, it's Detroit. Maybe Hard Knocks is doing them something. Maybe the riling uh, locker room speeches after the game are, are, are getting to them. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say Detroit's for real, Ryan. Don't make me say it. <laughs> hey, uh, Ron, I got one more for you that's dear to your heart. San Francisco currently against the L.A. Rams on Monday Night Football. The Niners are one-point underdogs at home. The Niners have had the Rams numbers uh, outside the NFC Championship game. Shanahan has owned McVay. I think the Niners close as favorites before they kick this off. So this is a good number for us to back the Niners. I agree because in four out of the last five, uh, like you said, the regular season matchups, the Rams or the, the Niners have beaten the Rams and it's been Jimmy G, right? So mm-hmm. this is not, this is not going to change for them now. Jimmy G's there. Debo's there. Yeah. This is a, a team to, to take against the Rams. The Rams look shook. I mean, even though yes. they, they won, they still look shook. They, they don't look like the, the team that won the Super Bowl last year. And I think the Niners are now in a situation where, I mean, yeah, they don't have Elijah Mitchell, but Jeff Wilson stepped in nicely. I mean, it's not like we're ever going to hurt for running back. You, you've watched the machine in San Francisco just churn out running back after running back. It doesn't, doesn't hurt us to have one go down. So this defense, fierce now. I mean, just not that they weren't before, but they're fierce. So... Yeah, I, I think I like that. And plus, San Francisco is going to be playing on Sunday night the week before, right? And now they're going to come and play on Monday night. So two primetime games back-to-back. I like this too, especially where they're at. One-point underdogs, I, I see them as pick them in a, in a few spots, but I'm sure that line will definitely shift now. So if you want to jump on an early line, this is one to jump on, right? Yeah, no, I think we both agree. These are two evenly matched teams, so give a couple points for the home field advantage. I think the Niners close maybe two and a, minus two and a half once that ball gets kicked. I like it. Uh, the over-under I'm seeing at 50. How, how do you want to play that one this early? <laughs> no, do you at all? You know what? We'll, we'll ride with uh, the primetime uh, unders trend. 
and these two teams know each other so well, just three times last year. So it'll be chippy. It'll that game will definitely be chippy. And you know that Shanahan is going to want to run this ball. That's that's especially at home. He wants to dominate the clock. He wants to keep uh, Stafford off the field and doing bad things to his his defense, even though his defense can handle it. But yeah, I mean, this is going to be one where Shanahan knows that he wants to keep this on the ground and keep the Rams' offense off the field. Um, but yeah, those are four games that you can easily exploit uh, early lines on right now as they're posted. So that's what we're doing for you. We're, we're recapping, but we're also looking ahead, way ahead for you. So it gives you an edge even now as you're looking ahead to week four. Absolutely. We're here to give out winners, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, all right. Well, Ryan, as we wrap things up, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at uh, at Moneyline underscore Mac. Obviously, I'm in the Discord. Hit me up. You want to talk some things out. Uh, got some bets, props, parlays, teasers, whatever. Always down to talk uh, some bets going into these uh, NFL Sundays. I know. And I found that props were my new favorite toy. I absolutely adore prop betting. Uh, I wasn't necessarily into it nearly as much as I am this season. But, uh, yeah, hook me up with as many props as you can handle. That's, uh, that's my motto this year. <laughs> <laughs> so all right you can find me on twitter at rj via gomez and there's a link in the bio with all the stuff i've got going on be it here at the sgpn whether it's sportsbook review whether it's in between media all of my links are there in the in the bio but again follow me on twitter at rj via gomez it's the best place to find us all right ladies and gentlemen that'll do it for our week one our week two recap and our week four look ahead until next time and me and ryan talk to you on the nfl gambling podcast ryan's going to talk to you on thursday uh but i'll be back again on monday so until next time everybody enjoy your monday night football or thursday night whenever you listen to this and let it ride